What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's good? Hey ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning in to part two of What's Good Podcast. This is your girl Brianna Javon, season four, and I'm excited for us to get started today. If you listen to part one, which was also released today, um, I was able to go over just the two-year span of me being a podcaster. And if you haven't listened, stop right now, go ahead and pause, and go back to part one before you listen to part two. If you did listen to part one already, well, let's go ahead and get started with, you know, the topic of part two, and it is my entrepreneurship journey. Um, we're just going to go ahead and get right to it. I don't want to do too much fluff. (laughs) I just want to go ahead and get to it and just talk about a lot of things um, within this journey of mine. As you guys know, I've said the story plenty of times, um, quit my job. Next thing I know, 2020 comes around three months into it. Um, the pandemic hits and now I don't know what to do. So I don't know if I mentioned this part though, what I did for a very, very long time to figure out what my next steps would be. I actually just watched YouTube. I sat in the bed every morning and watched YouTube videos to figure out how to make money, fast money at that, um, you know, how to be an entrepreneur What are different ways for me to get clients? And to be honest, I didn't even know what I was going to teach, what my services was going to be. I had no idea. In the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do podcasting and that's it. But to be honest, y'all, podcasting itself, you do not get money from these shows unless you have a huge following. You got a lot of people buying ad placements, sponsorships, and things of that nature. If you don't have that, you're not going to make a lot of money. And I'm just going to be honest with you. People come and say, oh, you can make money doing podcasts 100% full-time, this, 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 and that. There's other things that they're doing. It's not just the show. I think there's only a couple people that's really just making a whole lot of money, like Joe Reagan, Joe Budden, people like that. But then again, like with Joe Budden, he has other things that he's doing. Joe Reagan, I don't know when to speak about that man because I don't know what he got going on. But I can say for Joe Budden, he has a lot of things that he's doing. He's doing production. He has his hands with just doing a lot of other things than just his podcast. And so that's why I wanted to be clear with that. Yes, I'm a full-time podcaster, but at the same time, I learned how to edit different podcasts. I've created an e-course. If you guys are following, I also launched an e-book today. Um, I'm also helping out with social media. Um, As far as like different brands, I'm helping them with their social media. I'm helping producing with creating ideas for different people on, you know, how to orchestrate their podcast. I'm doing a lot of other things versus just doing what's good podcast. So if you hear me say I'm a full-time podcaster, I have my hands in a little bit of everything in order for me to make the money that I am making. So let's backtrack because <laughs> I kind of just went in there, but um, I do want to backtrack and just discuss 
um, what I was doing to lead up to those things. So what I did, as I mentioned, I was just on YouTube and I was just following a lot of people, just watching a lot of things to figure out what I do best. And then from there, how do I flip it to make money? Because that's what it is. With business one-on-one, you find a problem. If you find a solution, there goes your bag. So for me, I just knew podcasting. (laughs) And to be honest, I just knew a little bit of editing editing um I knew how to create a podcast as far as like you know the different segments you should do how to make it flow um things of that nature and that was pretty much it as I mentioned I was just now learning how to use equipment figuring out the lighting and I'm still trying to do that now trying to figure out what camera to use what microphone to use so I didn't feel like I was an expert and we're definitely going to get into that a little bit more but I found this lady her name was Melissa Romano I believe and she gives out tips 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 for you to make some money and one in particular that really really helped me was Upwork I decided to go ahead and create a profile on Upwork and I received my very first client. Um, yes, I can say it was that easy. I was very shocked and surprised, but it was definitely that easy. After sitting down and doing uh, like a bio, in a sense, because you have to make a profile, right? I was like, hey, I'm a podcaster. I like helping and serving others. Whatever I can do as far as my own experience, I don't mind helping you. And that was pretty much my bio. And the gentleman reached out to me and was like, okay, send me a proposal. How much are you looking to charge? Um, This is what I need. And if you can fulfill it, let's make it happen. So I sent him my proposal of what I can do for him. Um, Sent him how much money. And to be honest, I just looked up podcast producers, how much they made and just put out a number. Um, We definitely negotiated, but it wasn't like too much of a difference from what I proposed. Um, so I do want to talk about that, knowing your worth as well. Pray about it, figure out your words, figure out your time, and then what number makes sense to you, go ahead and provide it. That's all I'm gonna say with that. I there's no formula to creating how much you should charge for your services. I know for a product they say you have to do like one third of the formula. So however it takes to make it, it's like one third. I don't know. But when it comes to pricing, only you can put a price tag on how much you are worth. And so that's why I'm telling you, I was like trying to figure out how much I'm going to charge this person, this, this, and that. So what I did, I just did research on what he was asking me to do. And I just researched to see what the common denominator was as far as the price tag for those services. And I gave him my proposal. We negotiated and we made it happen. Uh, We had a meeting for us to go more in depth of what he was needing. I felt like I could do it because I do it for my own show. So I was like, okay, (laughs) even though you're my first client, um, there was like some going back and forth. But for the most part, I was learning as I was going, to be honest. Um, With that situation, I learned a different platform I never heard of. It's equivalent to Anchor. It was called Messy.fm. And... Um, through there you could edit certain things but I was used to using audacity so there was like a learning curve in a sense 
but I made his um, his little flyer for the cover art. I created that. Um, I showed him how to create an intro. I sent like little snippets of different people's intros. For an example, shout out to Tiffany Ellis with Pods and PR. I love her intro to her podcast. So I sent him a sample like, hey, you know, this is just a sample of what you should talk about when it comes to your intro, who you are, what the podcast is going to be and what you're going to deliver. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. I never thought about it like that. So I just sent him different things as far as like written and also examples of what he could do. And it just worked out so perfectly. Everything was super cool. Um, That was my first contract and we had a great time. Until I received a text message saying that COVID is here. I am unable to move forward with you um, as a client. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I had to start all over. Um, within Upwork again, somebody else reached out to me and was like, hey, I want you to help me with my podcast. And we were doing amazing work for almost a year until the, the pandemic hit him as well. And he had to stop the contract. Um, after sitting down and just thinking of the experience that I was receiving from all these different clients, I took a step back and was like, hey, why don't I do What's Good Productions? So everything what's good can be under one umbrella. I'll have the what's good podcast. Um, you know, I have other different projects that I want to do and it could just be what's good productions. So that's when I sat down and was like, let me make a list of all the different services that I can offer. And that's when I decided to add editing to my platform. And I received my first podcaster that was like hey I just want you to edit some things um let me know how it goes when I say some things became a list of things um it was challenging at first because with my podcast I don't do a lot of editing all I do is add the intro and outro only time I do editing is if my guests ask me hey Brie can you take this out or whatever the case may be but other than that I don't do any edits I want it to be as genuine as possible I want it to be as human as possible we all make mistakes it is what it is we gonna keep this thing moving <laughs> and that's the whole reason why I don't do a lot of editing so with this client she sent me a list, like a full email. And I was like, I have to figure out how to do it. So if she listens to this episode, she's going to be like, oh, Brie, you didn't know how to do it at first. <laughs> I had no idea, but I had to have, I had to put confidence in myself to know that I could do it. All I did legit, you guys, would just go to YouTube to figure out how to take out ums, take out long pauses how to normalize, amplify. I can't believe I know these terms now, but that's all I did. Learned how to, you know, remove the background noises, um, turn down the volume here, turn the volume down there. I thought I was like a full engineer at this point because <laughs> self-taught, I had to do what I needed to do in order to make money. And that's real. And so with my journey as an entrepreneur, I legit just threw myself out there. I already told myself that I was not going to go back to corporate, even though I shouldn't have said that because I'm telling God my uh, what I want to do, right? <laughs> 
But at the same time, that's really something that I wanted to avoid. I did not want to go back into the corporate setting. So I hustled and bustled to figure out what Brianna could do in order to make some money. So I had to stretch myself. Still to this day, people ask me, can you do this? Can you do that? Let me tell you, I told myself that I would never do social media for anybody. If my client is listening, I do full social media for her. Because let me tell you, I told myself I would never do it again because I felt like I want to make sure this makes sense for anybody. I do not know how to do cover arts. I do not know how to do flyers. I'm pretty good when it comes to captions, but I am not comfortable with speaking on somebody else's brand. I don't know your brand good enough to um, comment or DM. And that was something that I learned through this process of doing social media. I have to learn what I can do and what I can't do. And once you sit down and be honest and transparent with your client, like, hey, this is what I can do and this is what I can't do, it's okay to say no. It is okay to say no. Because at one point, there was another client, I just kept saying, yes, 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 yes. And I really did not know what I was doing. And it really hurt me at the end because I had to tell him, I can't move forward doing this anymore because this is not what I signed up for. So it's it's best to say it from the very beginning, um, if you can do it or if you cannot do it. With the whole editing situation, all I did was just look it up and I picked it up that fast. But if there's a situation where it's just like I'm struggling and I don't know what to do at this point, then that's where it becomes a problem. And so that's the reason why I want to put it out there. You're going to have to stretch yourself to figure out what you can do. But when you get to a point where you like, I can't do it, just be honest with yourself and take those services away. I will not be a community manager. I'll be a social media manager, but I will not be a community manager. I won't do it. And so I figured out to go ahead and create a team that can do things that I can't do. Since I am not good with the artwork part of it, um, I found somebody that can do flyers. I found somebody that can do things um, when it comes to making the social media look beautiful. I come in and help out the hashtags, help out the captions, make sure we have a plan on what to do and what not to do, when to post, when not to post. I can do that because I do that from my own page, right? So it's not really that hard. I'm just making sure that it's focused for your audience and what you're putting out. And so, as I mentioned, Yes, it was a stretch for me to figure out what I can do and what I can't, but I don't take away from it because I can share these lessons with you guys that's listening. Being an entrepreneur, I promise you, you're going to find yourself doing things that you never thought that you were going to do. And it's okay. Sometimes you're going to get it right. And sometimes you're like, okay, that's not for me. And it is okay because your story is just going to help out the next person. Let's say if you become a mentor, you can pass on your lessons to that person or your children, you know, as far as the business. What she did not do right within your business, she can tell them when they get older, hey, this is what I learned from my business. This is what you can do or leave your business to them and let them know, hey, this is how it works. What ideas that you may have so we can make this thing better for the next legacy. And so that's what I'm saying as far as lessons. It's okay to figure out things as you go. I did not know everything going into the situation of what's good productions, I'm learning my taxes, um, learning how to get clients. I had no idea. 
I did not know Upwork existed. I had no idea that I was able to get clients from there by itself without even marketing. I have not put out any marketing material for me to get clients. And I've been able to get three or four clients within one year. So think about that as well. You don't need to post everything on social media for you to get clients. People are looking for services each and every day. You just have to be available and be out there for people to find you. And it doesn't just have to be social media. Yeah, that's a good go-to. That's awesome. But there's freelancer.com, Upwork, of course, um, Craigslist. What's another one? Um, it's at the tip of my tongue. Fiverr, you can put your services on Fiverr. There's a plethora of different systems out there where you can put your services out there and people will hire you. People will hire you. But you have to be confident in yourself to make that step for you to move forward. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about when it came to my entrepreneurship journey. Um, another thing, shout out to uh, Danielle Leslie. I um, crossed her path as far as like an advertising, an ad on social media. And that's when I decided to do an e-course. As I mentioned, Brianna had no idea what she was going to do. She just knew she needed to try out different things to make things happen. So I decided to buy her course to learn how to create a course. And to me, it just made sense to teach people your life lessons. So since I'm a podcast, let me teach other people how to be a podcaster. As I was reading certain things, different blogs, um, different equipment, and this is how you do, and this is what you don't do. Everything was sounding the same. So instead of me teaching people, this is what they're saying, this is what Brianna is saying. Based on my experience of using a webcam, using this, um, what is this called? A ring light, using this snowball blue as my microphone, I'm able to produce this type of quality. I can only share my experience. I can't come forward and say, okay, here goes a sound box or you need to use this or you need to use this microphone. I've never used those resources before. So why teach those? And I feel like that is what makes my e-course, well, yes, yes, e-course, my e-course different than the next person because I want to teach from my experience. And so Danielle definitely taught that and I just appreciated that course so much because I was able to actually sell the course and I'm still selling it to this day. And so that is another way that I've been able to make money. So for my clients, my e-course, and now I'm into e-books and I launched my e-book, my very first one today. So if you're listening, go ahead and check it out. Um... I don't know. It was just a blessing to do that as well. So what I've been doing, and this is just a tidbit for everybody that's listening, you have long content, just chop up all of your content. So with my e-course, I'm just taking out my different modules and making my e-course, I mean my e-book. So for example, if somebody is already a podcaster, right? and they don't want to get my full journey to become a podcaster, then you can take out the modules and you know, figure out what's best for you and what you're missing and how I can plug it in with my information. So that's the same thing which you can do with with you and like how to make money for yourself. Whatever you're doing, just cut it up in small pieces and sell it. Take long content, make it short, 
and sell it. Uh, remake it, create some content, do whatever you need to do. But there's so many ways of making money. And I wouldn't have known this if, you know, people were sending me stuff. Um, especially the long content to short content. Shout out to Latrice. I think she sent me that. Um, me looking up on YouTube, me taking a chance and paying money to learn how to create a course, um, learning how to create an ebook. Now I'm doing blogs. Like I mentioned before, at the very beginning of this episode, I had to learn how to stretch myself. I never thought that I would be doing anything like this. Never in my life. <laughs> but I had to figure out if I didn't want to go back to corporate, what am I going to do in the meantime? Because bills don't stop because I changed my career path. And that's real. Many people be like, okay, I'm just going to change my career path and don't have an idea of what they're going to do next. As soon as you change your career path, you need to have an action plan on what to do next and then implement it. Because if you just sit there on your butt, like, what am I going to do now? I'm just going to figure it out as I go. You're going to get complacent. You're going to get comfortable. And after a while, you're just going to be in the bed all day. And depression comes and then anxiety comes because now you can't pay your bills. Now you can't show up for your family. You can't show up for yourself. Things become a problem. So that's another tidbit that I want to give you guys is to make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you create goals. Make sure that you show up for yourself. Make sure you show up for others. Be there for yourself. I think it all really just starts for yourself before you can give out to others. So I definitely want to make sure I mention that as well. Um, that's actually a good segue into what I want to talk about next is my anxiety. I've never worked so hard in my life. Um, with me working a nine to five, all I had to do was attend training and then use that training to do my job. Now I'm doing all the training myself. I am a one woman shop. <laughs> well, back then when I first started before I have the amazing team that I have now, um, I was doing everything by myself, setting up. I used to have this big white billboard in the back. I took that down because I was like, you know, you're just doing too much, bro. You're going to have to <laughs> reel some stuff in. But my anxiety ended up just really, really, really bad. And I didn't want to quit. I didn't even know it was anxiety at first. I really thought it was my asthma coming back because it was just a pain in my chest that would not go away. But after, you know, realizing that it was my anxiety is because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I don't want to call myself a perfectionist, but I do want to do everything right. I realized a lot of things that I was doing was not coming out right. I did the whole Patreon page. It did not work out for me. Nobody signed up. Um, and I've done a lot of little campaigns and nobody ever signed up. When I first did the journey to becoming a podcaster, my e-course, only one person signed up. Um, I don't know. It was just a lot for me that nothing was working. I was working hard to get to where I needed to be. But then at the same time, I wasn't getting the results. And so I was getting discouraged a lot. But now I understand as I look back on that, now I can share those resources with other people. Within my course, I can share, you know, you can do Patreon. You can write your own e-course. You can do this. You can do that. 
just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean that it's not going to work for other people. I love saying your test is your testimony because I feel like that's where I am in life right now. I've been put in so many different positions to hustle and bustle to where now I can help the next person avoid the same mistakes I did. Just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. And so that's the reason why I'm okay with trying different things because something is going to stick. If I quit, I may miss that next door that's going to open up and give me all the results and everything that I need. So I can't quit. I just have to understand that there's a reason for the different things, the different no's that come my way. So it's still been a blessing. I don't ever want to deter anybody from thinking that it's still not a blessing. It's still been a blessing. I still have clients. Um, like I mentioned, I created an ebook. Um, people are loving my new content that I'm creating. I'm seeing a lot of people save some of the content, and that's what encouraged me to do an ebook because I'm seeing people liking a lot of things, um, saving a lot of things, saying that it's good resources, and it's only because I went through certain things to share those resources. If I didn't go through those past things, I wouldn't have anything to share. And so I hope that inspires you and motivate you when I say that to just keep going. It is a tough ride out there and I can be the one to tell you. But if you do not keep pushing, if you do not allow that train to continue to choo-choo, you're just going to burn out and you're going to quit and then you're going to miss the blessings and everything that comes with it if you just continue to go. So. I hope that inspires you guys as you are listening to part two of, you know, a chat with Brie Brie. <laughs> and so with that being stated, um, we're going to go ahead and end part two with the motivational moment. And the motivational moment is you are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And that's by C.L. Lewis. When I first saw that, I just thought about my life. Even though I'm at 28, I can say that I'm not stopping no time soon until I feel comfortable and God tells me that I'm finished. Once I receive that you're finished, Bree, you've done your job, you've fulfilled everything that I've given you, you've been obedient, then I'll be okay with stopping. But until then, I got some work to do. And it's okay if you're 28, if you're 38, 48, 58. If you're getting these visions for you to do certain things, do them. If God is telling you to do something, you may want to do it. <laughs> you may want to do it. And what's so inspiring is for me to see my father. He's starting all the way over at 60 plus years old, building his own business him and my uh, auntie, they've come together and just doing a lot of different things. And it's just super inspiring to see them come together for one, family members. And for two, my daddy is 60 plus and started a business. So if that don't inspire you, then I don't know what will, okay? <laughs> You're never too old to start over. You're never too young to begin something. Just do it. If it's on your mind and you have that burning deep desire to get started, just get started and learn, 
while you're doing it. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just learning as I go. And I can say it's been working. It's been really, really working. So with that being stated, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning into part two of season four of What's Good Podcast. This is your girl, Brianna Javon. If you're listening to this morning, noon, evening, or night, have a great one. And I'll see y'all in part three. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see and I can also respond back to you guys let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates thank you have a good one